Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Wednesday for those that are here live. For those that are here any day of the week, thanks for being here. If you listen to it, audio, video, wherever you're, wherever you're on, we appreciate it. Yesterday, we started talking about why this concept, this eulogy concept is so critical. It's in order to get rid of the parts of our brain that are positioned to prevent us from depth. We have to understand that in every one of our minds, this is a spiritual concept too, but it's a a deeper spiritual concept. That's actually, for those of you who are familiar with this book, I quote this book a lot because it's one of the most powerful Jewish books, at least what I would call like, I don't say it's not really a modern book, but it's more modern than like the Talmud. It's called the Tanya. And it's, I mean, it's nuclear energy. It's unbelievable. And in there, the, the rabbi speaks about different aspects of our soul, what he calls the animal soul and the godly soul. So to understand that if you're a human being and you're normal, you have different aspects of yourself. And there's a part of yourself that doesn't want to do this stuff. Doesn't want to live by your principles. Like that sounds great for maybe nine o'clock in the morning, but like not for the rest of the day. That sounds great for like New Year's or Rosh Hashanah, but like not for like a regular day. I want to just, I want to eat, drink and be merry. I want to relax. I want to be comfortable. I want to, I want to feel pleasure, like physical pleasure. That's being, that's normal. If you feel that way, that's because you're a human being. And as soon as you start to delve into deeper things, your mind will give you every reason not to. And much of the reasons are because of your life. And the challenge that of the challenge is the challenges of living your ideals, right? Not just dying for your ideals. But as soon as you get to the end, if you will, in your mind, then you all of a sudden start to create new clarity because you don't have that challenge anymore. You don't have to work it out. You don't have to think about what your friends are going to say. You don't have to think about what's going to do to your family. You don't have to think about what's going to happen in a, in a month from now. You get to just be at a place of truth. So if you could do it without, without it messing with your head, it allows you to figure out not who you are, but who you want to be. And that's a big distinction that I, I got a question over the past day on. You're not, you're not looking for who you are. You're looking for who you want to be, remember? Because it's be, do, have. You always, we are always trying to clarify who we want to be. That's the evolution of life. Who we are at nine is going to be different than who we are, I hope, at 39 and 69 and 99, right? Who we are is a constantly evolving process. Now, in truth, who you are is your soul, but okay, but you have to be bringing out that power and that once it comes out, that's what I'm calling who you are. So this exercise that we're doing is a, is really a, it's really a brain hack to get into the depths of who we are or want to be by bypassing the usual blocks that our brain will give us 
to prevent us from rocking the system. Like we're really good where we are right now. Like we don't need to rock the system. Try going on a diet. After a couple of minutes, your brain's like, what, what are you doing? Like, why do you gotta, you're fine. Stop this. You're too old. You're too young. You have plenty of time. It's too late. You know what I'm saying? Like you need this for, what are you gonna rock the system for? It's fine. You always ate by that restaurant. Like, what do you gotta make a big deal? And like not eat this food. And so a lot of what blocks us is ourselves. And a lot of what blocks us is really the depth of this desire to stay where we are. But as soon as we can find a way, which is why visualization is so critical and why it's so important. And for those of you who are journaling, you, you're getting better at this. Journaling is this process of finding a time during your day to allow yourself to sharpen your skill of visualization. Because when you journal, mostly what you're doing is either going backwards or going into the future. But either way, you're sharpening the skill of knowing how to do that. Either you're using your vision to go backwards or using your vision to go forward, but you're allowing yourself to articulate your thoughts, sharpening the ability to do that. So for those people that are journaling, in any normal capacity, you'll probably sit down after for, for however long, an hour, half an hour, and just go right into the, and just picture your eulogy and like you're there and you're just writing. For others that are not as familiar with this stuff, don't let, don't get into it until you can visualize it. Because when you can really get there and you can really see what it is that drives you and articulate where you want to be, what you want to be today. What it does, like we said yesterday, just to, to sort of like to sort of circle this wagon and drop. I want to make sure I, I, I can really share what's in my head here. What you're doing is you are identifying the struggle so that when you have the struggle throughout the day, you have the clarity to go after it. Yesterday, I got a phone call from somebody. I ended up leaving me a voice note about laziness. And he said, you know, I, I need help with laziness. And one of the greatest reasons why we're lazy or why we don't achieve what we can achieve is not because we don't have the power. Usually laziness isn't like, you know, a condition. It's not something you're born with. There are people that are like super ambitious. Fine. For most people, the laziness that they express or that they feel, for those people that didn't get out of their pajamas in the past two days on the snow day and then feel gross, they're not naturally lazy. Maybe they're a little bit more inclined than the next person. It's because they don't have something to fight for. It's a lack of clarity. And if you take that person and say, wake up, and they'll be like, no, nah, I can't, I can't. It's a snow day, it's snowing, and I usually get up normally, but now I need to sleep. I can't, I can't, no, I can't. And you'd say, oh, I didn't tell you, I got two tickets to Florida. You want to go for two days to a beautiful hotel on the house? That person would be like, wait, yeah, now? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you 10 minutes, right? Like it, 
it's not a question of my capacity. It's a question of my clarity of what I'm getting up for. So for just to get up and hang out at my house, my brain's like, just go back to bed. But if it's to get up and do something, <laughs> my Floridian's already hearing it. It's, it's clarity. That's what drives us, it's clarity. If you ask yourself, how come we haven't been, haven't you haven't been more accomplished this year? It's not most likely, 99%, I would say it's not because of your capacity. It's because of your clarity. What do I want to accomplish this year? Well, if I don't spend time thinking about it, it's just like a general thought. I don't even know how to go for it. And when it translates into my day, I don't see how working hard for this thing is going to get me to that thing. How many times has this happened to you in life? It happens to me so many times in life, especially when it comes to like religious things where I'm doing something. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it because that's what I do. I'm trying to do as much as I can. And then I speak to somebody who's holier than me and he explains what it does for my soul. And then the next time I do it, I'm like so much more excited and I have much more energy for it. Right. It ever happened to you? And like, let's take dieting. Right. For those, I just keep on going back to this because it's just an easy example. Like how many times have you like done something, you went to the gym and you, you ran or you worked out or you didn't eat this food or whatever it is, right. You stopped eating after eight o'clock and you don't know why you did it. Cause you just, someone told you that like you stopped eating after eight o'clock. Then like you read this thing that if you stop eating after eight o'clock, what it does, because it's an hour or two or three before your bedtime, it moves or this. And by the time you wake up in the morning, the toxins clean out. You ever have this to you? And you're like, that's what happens. And all of a sudden, like the next time eight o'clock, you're like, no, I'm good. Like what happened yesterday? You were crying that you can't stop eating eight o'clock. How come now you're fine? The answer is because you're, you have clarity. The action is not just random. The action is not just like, it's not just like a blunt instrument. It's a scalpel now. I'm doing this and I'm leading to this. And if I'm clear with where I'm going, if I've got a clear goal in mind, I can do so much more. We're in football season right now. This is the crescendo for the football fans. I was telling my son, you know, I've got one of my children, God bless him, who's like a football fanatic. I was like, I think we have to take a break from all football-related activities after Sunday. He's like, no, Dad, what do you mean? We could just watch replays. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's just wait. Let's just have a rule. When they open training camp or whenever the draft starts, we'll go back. But we, we need to take a break. He's like, I don't know what that even means. And what I remember reading this study about college students, college athletes. I think I spoke about it here on the show. I think I spoke about it here on the show, how college athletes go through a tremendous amount of depression when they graduate college, worse than college students. And the reason is because college athletes work really hard in college. People don't appreciate it. When you see a football player, or basketball player, or any other player for that matter, on a in in, in college, in an American NCAA Division One college, even if even if they're taking like basket weaving, you know, what I'm saying for like you know as a major, in most colleges they still have to do stuff, and so the program can't. They, even if they're sleeping in class, they still have to be in class. 
So that means that they have to work out by five in the morning. They have to have practice before and after classes, right? So if you look at the season of a college student, they're up every morning at five, they're in the gym, they're on the field, then they're in class, right? Their days are so jammed. It's so hard for them, but they all have this goal. They got to pass their grades and they got to win the championship. And because the goal is clear, they push themselves beyond what they thought possible. And then when they're done with college and they wake up and they don't got to get up at five o'clock in the morning, that should be amazing, right? I used to have to get up. Now I don't have to get up. They, they get depressed because they used to fight for goals. It feels good to fight for goals. If we're not more successful, it's in many reasons because our goals aren't clear. I don't know what I'm fighting for for 2021. I don't know what I'm fighting for for this month. I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to get through my day. And not only that, I don't know how my actions now are going to somehow be correlated to my ultimate goals. If we can clarify what I'm going for and then bring it to my day, I'll wake up for that. I'll fight a little harder for that. I'll go to bed later for that. I'll hold myself back for that. That's how our brain works. And if not, when you get up to a situation that's difficult, your brain's like, why are we doing this for again? And you have no good answer. And your brain's like, we're not doing this. And what if we don't? And the response is, I, I, uh, we should. No, we shouldn't. Go back to bed. Say that thing. Eat that thing. Don't do that thing. Now, imagine if this goal was not just a material goal. Imagine if this goal was a, was a value. If it was a spiritual goal. If it was an existential goal. I know what I'm going for. I'm going for being a great blank. Husband, wife, friend, father, mother, daughter, son. That's what I want to be known for. I know what I'm going for. I'm going for being generous. Yeah, that's what I want to be known for. That's who I really, that's what I want to be in life. I want to be generous. I want to be kind. I heard about the story of this individual and he always thought of other people. And when I heard it, like something, something resonated with me. That's who I want to be. Who you want to be is the greatest goal in the world. And when we look at our year and say, by the time this year is done, I want to be more like this. I want to be this. When that's clear to you and you wake up in the morning, you look at your day and the actions that it takes to get to your values and you have a greater amount of energy to do the things that you deep down want to do. Because here's the secret, and maybe we'll 
we can get to this now, great. If not, we'll have to talk about this. Here's the secret. A lot of the things that you want to be are the things that you're struggling with. A lot of the things that you naturally struggle with, the reason why you struggle with them is because that's why you're here. That's why you're on this earth. Because you're supposed to fix it. Because you're supposed to overcome it. And the ability to stare at our challenges, find the values that are within them, and see the challenges as the gym of our lives to bring out the values that I want to be, if that becomes clearer, now you can muster up the energy that you need to go up against it. I hope hope that was clear. Let me just delve in a drop. There are people on this world that are what they want to be in life. Thank you, Michael. There are people on this world that want to be in life. They want to be givers. That could be why they're on this earth. Again, I'm not delving too far into this, but that could be why they're here. That could be one of their lives' missions to be a giver. But they're not, they're not very generous. They they don't they don't really give unconditionally. And so they say to themselves, that's not me. But yet every time they hear a story about a giver, they get so inspired and go, I really should be like this. And every time they give in a real way, they, they, they feel inspired. And, but then they go back to their lives and they always hesitate. And should I give the dollar or should I get involved in this? But it's my money, but it's my this, but it's my time, but it's my, but it's my, but it's my. And then they go through life and they look at the people they respect, the people in their lives. And a lot of times in life, they want it, but they struggle with it. It's by design because if it'd be easy for you to be a giver, then that wouldn't really be greatness for you. It's nice to do things. And you, if people are naturally inclined to do good things, do good things, but that's not what you're struggling with. It could be that the fight of your life is the fight of, of transforming your nature from being less giving to being giving. And when you break it, you are, you're, you're accomplishing something that's so much greater than a Super Bowl trophy or a corner office or anything else in life. But because it's not easy for you, without the clarity of what you're fighting for, you're always going to be getting knocked down. Okay, this is a a little bit of a deeper concept. Think about this for a second. Try this today. Try to do this exercise. Do the exercise and play with it. Don't make it too serious. We don't know. We're trying. But try today to to look at your life, to find the things that you struggle with and to ask yourself, do I struggle with this because I'm not naturally meant to do this? Or do I struggle with this because I am meant to do this?
All right. Thanks so much for being here. Have an amazing day. Let me know what you think. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. Have a great day.